0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: It's your true faith, Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle have beaten Everton by one goal to nil in a bad-tempered game at St. James's Park. Newcastle won. Everton didn't. They fucked off home. One shot, none on target, no points, three points in Newcastle. It feels good to say it. I'm Alex, joined by Sai, Ben, Kyle. It's after the game, it's late in Newcastle, but we're in our office, talking up the win, talking up Newcastle United. We're on patron. It starts now at £3 a month, £8 a month for the full package. Come and join us, we want you to come along, listen to more of these kind of podcasts. Sai, good win.
2: It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. It was another classic. Didn't have to play that well to to beat the side that. Have had an all right season and had pretty much their their strongest level out. And as you said at the very start, there um, they've not made a, uh, Nick Pope make a save. And we Quite literally, we, they haven't even tried yeah, to make, we, make we, a we've save. We've tried yeah. a lot of times. I thought I thought um, we we were sloppy at times throughout the game. And um, we've gave them plenty of chances to try and lay a glove on them, and they just didn't. So it was like, all right, we'll take the win then, lads. Thanks very much. So yeah, just a, a nice textbook win for Newcastle. It's it's so. It's so nice to be able to come out of St. James's Park and not feel like you've had any stress and just win a game 1-0. Um, clean sheet for for Botman and the lads. Just class, yeah. A, a, a great win.
1: Ben, it was really bad tempered. First half particularly, but there was yellow cards, there was some bad tackles, all from Everton. All from Everton. Uh, it feels a little bit like we've, we've passed a test tonight. I think Everton came here tonight. Physical side, long balls. We'll get into these. Bruno Gomarish doesn't fancy it. Sven botman doesn't fancy. Look at him, he's tall and lean and handsome. He won't fancy Calvert-Lewin. Hoying elbows in his face. We've emphatically overcome it, haven't we? Yeah, the, the
3: Baywatch crew, they probably thought they'll... <laughs> they're, they're all muscles, but we'll, we'll put it up them. And they, they, they answered <laughs> back. Gordon, it's last time Gordon will be uh, coming at Fabian Shaw, yeah tell yeah, no, I thought um that I I I said, sorry, actually I thought at half time the referee had handled the situation quite well. I thought he'd he was he was letting stuff go and and right, rightly and wrongly sometimes, but um it was it was quite yeah, as you say it was quite a physical game. I think Everton have obviously done a little bit of homework. They've they've seen kind of how other teams have tried to come and play it and Nothing's really worked up to this point, so I thought that was probably they. They obviously fancied themselves to, to come in and, and, and kick into submission a bit, and uh, it we just stood up to it, and it, it didn't work. Um, the, the midfield, especially, I mean, they they came with quite an imposing physical uh, midfield of of a Will and Honor and Gay, and uh, our boys stood up to it. I thought um, Bruno and Joe Linton in the, in the first half were, were giving them a little bit back. It was great to see. Um, unfortunate that Joe Linton went off, but um, I I just thought every, everyone stood up to it today. Like even Trippier, um, who's probably the smallest lad on the pitch, um, was 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 kind of in there fighting, and it was a, it was a great kind of um resolve and, and showed kind of the, the 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 team spirit. I think especially that that kind of scuffle with with Gordon, everybody piled in, like looking out for each other, and um, as you say physical game but we we, we came through it with flying colours and I, I think that'll be the last time a team will try and come in there, kick off the pitch because it didn't ha- didn't go too well for them. It didn't indeed.
1: Kyle mate, you, um, you're buzzing obviously you've made the point to me uh, off air that that point at Man United looks better because Arsenal have gone there and been beaten our next opponent Spurs were beaten there tonight Liverpool who were beaten not Newcastle United and
4: and it's kind of down to the thing that you wanted to talk about tonight mate it's the defence isn't it? It is like it's it's just incredible how good what defence is and like I'm sure you all remember how good we were defensively under Rafa Benitez. Like if you compare that team to this current site defensively, like it's just there's just different levels, like going forward defensively, as a unit, they're just so much better and like I know and it's a hill I'm willing to die on, but I'd <laughs> say this is like Newcastle's best defense since like the late '60s when we won trophies. Like it's up. It's an incredible defense. It's got good experience. It's got good potential. Solid players. A good mixture of experience and not. Um. It's just a. It's just an incredible, incredible defense and to go to Old Trafford and. Get a uh, keep a clean sheet as well as get a point, and then go and then and then play Everton a very physical side and keeping a clean sheet, and we've only conceded nine this season. The only team to not be in double figures, so it's just it's just incredible. We've got I think we've got top five best defenses in the league, hundred percent. I, I definitely agree. Not just that
3: point you made about the Rafa team, like the Rafa one is as good as it was. It felt like it was kind of there to to hide and protect players. It was a case of kind of, it was such a good unit, but it was there to kind of, um, ha- as I say, hide some of the, the kind of weaknesses in players. Whereas these lads, you just trust every single one of them to do their job individually. And, it, and even the midfield, and, and it, it goes to the to the front as well. I think this is the thing is we defend one to 11. As a team, everyone does their shift. And um, because of how good the, the, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the back five, that's what you're talking about. How good they are does allow us to kind of play Bruno, bit further the pitch, not as if we're having to worry about kind of other teams and and packing our midfield with defensive players, Which, in in some respects, you could say Joe Linton, Bruno, in, in Longstaff, in 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 another world, could be quite a kind of defensive midfield. But we don't play with that kind of um, fear. We we play with so much courage and and bravery that they're, they're able to um t- to switch from defensive instructions to to go and and go and hit teams and. Um, you can only do that when you've got the, the back five that we've got, where you just trust every single one of them in every situation uh, to come through it with fine colours.
2: Yeah. yeah, the the, the Rafa comparison doesn't really work when you think he, his was a, a back five and a keeper, so a five, five at the back and then two holding midfielders. It was a very good defensive team because we had basically everyone behind the ball because we had to because the only good players were defenders, whereas this is a back four a solid back four defenders who are keeping clean sheets for fun and then like I say one of the three midfielders has to do a bit of work in terms of holding but I, I thought Bruno spent a lot more time in their half tonight I thought Joe first half was was up and doing his usual thing of, of closing stuff down in their half Longstaff probably the deepest of the three again but they certainly didn't all have to do that job at the same time there was enough enough quality in the team that you've got the back four and one of the midfielders doing a bit of patrolling to give us enough chance to get into their half and do them some damage, whereas you know the defensive teams that, that Rafa had and, and other years gone by were more about us just trying to stay in the game. That wasn't us stay in the game; that was us controlling the game and giving them absolutely no opportunity to get back into it.
1: Yeah, I, I want to develop it a little bit now. You know, it's a really strange one because I don't think we played particularly well tonight. No. You didn't see us press really high up the pitch. He didn't see us win the ball back a lot. From Everton I actually think First thirties One of the Like one of the Worst 30s We've put in Under Howe At home anyway um, and, we, then and, then, and then a minute Later it was scored <laughs> And then A minute later It was scored And then and But yet we've won We've won comfortably We've won Allowing the opposition One shot on goal And just Just to try and Contextualise that You know that's a Problem for Everton You know you know To go to Waiters St James Park and, and Lampard ditched His back five tonight He got all his Attacking lads on he played a 4-2-3-1 and basically told the, the, the front four to stay high up the pitch. Uh, didn't, didn't have any impact. It's almost like he told them that and then didn't tell them anything else. So they all just kind of stood there and, and
3: they were like, right. What do what, we do what, now? What do we do <laughs> Frank, <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> but Why is Pickford not passing as the ball, man? He's <laughs> kicking it out. <laughs> and,
1: and then to, to, to only allow in the Premier League, in any game in the Premier League, to allow your reposition one shot on goal across the 90, not on target like that in itself outrageous. we deserve extra points for that we deserve extra <laughs> points you, to only have a plus one in the goal difference column that for tonight. and we should have scored more as the game went on particularly so Newcastle I, I thought I think I'll, I'll say it. I thought Newcastle were, were poor first 30 by by their own very high standards which they've set the next 15 they're superb they're all over Everton mm. goal which we'll come on to in part two of the show in terms of who scored it and then there's there's two Bruno chances which which you, you, you think you will score you'll score both of them, and he, he doesn't. Some lovely build-up play as well. Um, in the second half, it was just a bit of a non-event. Yeah. Newcastle had chances. And, and if you watch the um, the highlights on uh, like a YouTube package or Sky Sports app, just there is no Everton. It's like they're not in the game. It's like one of those training games on FIFA where you're just playing against nobody. Like Apart from kicking our lads, there be some bruises from our lads because Everton were a fucking disgraced in terms of how they approached the game and the physicality. But apart from that, it was just... Uh, I don't think Newcastle played well, yet they've still kept the fifth clean sheet of the season, yet they've remained in the top six, yet they've had a fantastic week. It's, it, it's unbeaten six now, possibly. One defeat in 11. Is this what it's like, lads? Have we arrived, or we're we just good? Is I this it? So. I think this is
4: it. Do we need to just stop recording? Because <laughs> no one needs to listen, because it's just Newcastle are good. <laughs> you know what the scary thing is, lads? We're not even in full strength. No. I- I- Isaac's out. Uh, St Maximans in and out of the team. Like we're not even John at Joe. full strength, John Joe, I'm a John Joe, like, and even then we could add more in January with like the talk of a winger, the talk of maybe another midfielder coming in. Like it's scary. Like someone's gonna wake us up soon and be like, "Yeah, Mike Ashley's still at the club, and uh, we're we're selling Joe Willock for twenty four million to fucking Wolves or something." <laughs> like Forest, d- d- like yeah, it, like it just feels like a dream, and um, it's. It's it's just mad. Like we're not full strength yet. But yeah, we're two points off fourth. It's like the uh, like not to quote your Jurgen Klopp with a with like the ceiling thing, but the sky is literally the limit. We're not talking about ceilings. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think yeah, nail on the head, Dodgy. It's 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 becoming a bit of a cliche now. But not playing well and winning one 0 against a decent side is is a is a massive massive thing. Like these, that's that's European form. That's what. Uh, Man United or, or Arsenal or Spurs would love a 1-0 win against seven because it's job done it's three points on the board against a team that could have caused you problems so yeah I think it's really encouraging that we've we seem to be hitting with stride in, in one respect the results are now coming Um, uh, the performances were there earlier in the season and we weren't getting all the points now the performances aren't even as good and we, but we're getting the points so I think we're, we're getting what we deserve for some of the bad luck earlier in the season so yeah long may it continue
1: Very much so and, and what I like about tonight as well is there's there's kind of there's kind of small pressure now on games like this. Uh I don't necessarily think it's from the crowd, and I thought the crowd were great tonight. Really got behind the the lads, particularly in the second half when it was tough going for a while. Um but there's that pressure. You you you've got the draw at Old Trafford. you have to back it up, you have to do what we didn't do earlier this season against Bournemouth and Palace, and that's beat these very negative sides who come here and get the three points. And in in these games, it it you know, it's probably a bit harsh on Brentford, but if I root Brentford and Everton in the same part of the league, you know Brentford probably much more of a shout at top ten than than Everton do. But it doesn't—it kind of doesn't matter in the season whether you beat Brentford five one or whether you beat Everton one 0 As long as you beat those teams mm. that make up the bottom twelve of the league, you are going to be in with a chance of top six. And 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 out of the fact that we've been in the top six now since that Brentford game, um, and we haven't looked like relinquishing it at all. And this is the thing about being at the top of the league we're not used to. You check the scores tonight. Man United have won. I haven't seen any highlights, but that's a really big win for them against Spurs. Liverpool have won again. Uh, two big wins for them in the space of four days. Chelsea drew, uh, and the other lads didn't play. That's going to be the case all season. You're just going to have to assume that all of those sides, when you don't play them, are going to win. So you've got to do the business. You've got to be switched on. You've got to be, you've, you've got to be like we were tonight. And I, and I think. There was, from, there was some frustration, you know, uh, Jacob Murphy, Sean Longstaff in the first half, wow, they yeah. the really, the, the really struggled, yeah. struggled big time. The left side for Newcastle, this is a, probably a conversation for a, a, a tactic, sure, a statue on paper, but the left side of Byrne and Murphy, limited. Mm. In, in, in terms of an attacking sense, Dan Burn, of course, has a very good defensive game. He's part of that yeah. back, back five, that Kyle and Sai reference. But to win that game, I just I just have to just before we move to the ad break, I have to give the lads so much praise for that because tonight was a night where Everton, you know, the, the Everton went for it tonight and walked away with one shot. Like <laughs> that, that's, a goal? that's Everton going, that's that, that's the best. We've seen the best of Everton and we give them a shot. You know, it's um, it's extraordinary. We're going to move now on now to part two of the show. Uh, a few adverts coming up. Um, you get these shows ad-free on Patreon for £3 a month. Get involved on there. Sai part two of the show. Miguel Almiron has done it again. Five goals for the season. What a goal! Tremendous. Um, yeah. At, at first viewing from from the
2: strawberry corner, me and Ben thought just that it was all Pickford It had an absolute stinger because it it <laughs> loops over him. I've watched it back and it is a great finish. A, a good goalkeeper doesn't doesn't let that in. But yeah, I think he's just he's just playing with confidence. He's um he's doing a lot of the same stuff that we've been berating him for earlier in the season in terms of he's still very left footed. There was a time he overlaps Trippier, yeah? he gets to the byline, but he can't cross it with his right foot, so he, he does a little back heel through his legs with his left foot back to Trippier, yeah? and that stuff's still going on, but the touches and the passes are a bit more, or just so good, and he gets in and he, his shots are on target. Um, I think he had another chance before the, the goal, and he, he has another really good one in the second half as well, and you just you know that one of these is going to go in at the minute, you, you feel confident that it's, it's going to happen, but more pleasing today... Other than the goal was, I think, um, that 15-minute period that we alluded to earlier where we just dominated and chance after chance was coming. It was Bruno, Trippier and Miggy linking up down that right-hand side and just overpowering Everton every time. You had Murphy just jogging around on one side of the pitch, but I don't think he really got in once. And like you say, Burns just doing a defensive role. We we almost become a bit of a lopsided three at the back because Trippier and Miggy now were... Trippier was basically playing as a wing-back and linking up with him so well. And yeah, everything came down that right hand side. Um, another game where Callum Wilson's been quiet, but he doesn't. We don't need him to score when when Miggy's putting putting chances away like that. So yeah, nothing but praise for the lad. He's he's really proven some of his critics, including some of us in this room, absolutely wrong. If he can keep banging in the goals and putting in performances like that, then long may he stay in this team.
3: It's one of those where teams still haven't really worked out how to stop that little trio, that triangle of the like Trippier, Miggy, and Bruno. Every game we're creating chances. We've obviously got a couple of goals. Obviously, Miggy's that's his fifth this season. Um, Bruno's chipping in with a couple as well. And like, it's it's crazy because as as you say, it it it's almost like it's kind of going to the the, the good old days where it was like we only had a right side um, under um, I think when it was uh, Sissoko and Yanmat were kind of the the only attacking outlet um, under I think it was Parju wasn't it? I think um, and it, it's like. You know where it's coming from, and yet there's still teams cannot like work out how to stop them. And that's 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 a sign of some incredible players. And um, it, it, it's it's just great to see Miggy finally adding some end product. I think he, he's been a fan favourite for a long time, and, and the effort and work rates there, and he was just lacking that bit of quality, probably a bit of confidence. And you see him now, I mean, as you say, he he, pr- he could have easily scored two or three tonight, um, like some really, really good, good finishing. He, some of the goals he scored have been absolute worldies. He's like he's, he's he's playing in such great um, form. It's it's kind of been the driving force behind this almost because I think um, when when you look on on paper, it Miggy M- M- and Murphy is kind of your, your attacking outlets, and that maybe feeds into a little bit why Wilson's struggling a bit. But you you kind of it's not a a front two a, a wide men that's going to strike much fear in the teams but Miggy's like pulling all the weight um in in that and uh it's it's great to see and as you say a hell of a goal brilliant finishing as you say pick for a little bit um i th- we, i thought he was too far off his line and it looks like it, it it basically been lobbed on his on his line that's what i thought um, well, he has hasn't he he has <laughs> he's been <laughs> lobbed on the line he has been lobbed <laughs> on his line um it's great to see the ball is it's not a
1: top corner goal <laughs> it's like the ball dips into like the bottom half
3: it's gone in bottom corner hasn't it let's be honest let's
1: just call it what it is it's like an extravagant dive maybe if he just stood still maybe if he had bigger arms
3: exactly <laughs> so, it, it's funny though just the last last thing on miggy like it it he's becoming one of his players i know he's not quite at this level but it's like i remember like when when Arjen Robin was in the Premier League and it was like, well, he's only going to shoot on his left. And yet it came off every time and just defenders couldn't stop it. Miggie's starting to kind of pull out those little bits of magic where you know what he's going to do. He's only got one thing and yet every defender's falling for it at the minute and and they're flying in the top corner. It's almost like he's being coached. Uh, Yeah,
1: it is, isn't it? Well, that's a great point, Kyle. To give yet more praise to Eddie Howe, Everyone talked about, last season, the improvement in certain players. miggy's um, a, a player who, who couldn't get into the team in spells when Newcastle won that good run last season. Um,
2: He's also a player we spent the entire summer talking about needing a replacement for, like yeah. we need a ringer. We need, well, we need if you, someone who's going to score had bought,
1: If Newcastle had bought a, a right midfielder for £70 million, it's, it's doubtful they would have had a better output than Miguel Maron so far this season. Mm. doesn't mean I don't think... We shouldn't sign a player for £70 million in that position. Competition breeds success, Miggy. Um, but it's like, it, it is, again, I use that word extraordinary. It's a, it's extraordinary that five goals in 11 games, and he's hit the post about three times as well. Uh, you know, I, Ben, I, I, I love your point that these aren't... He's scoring the great goals. He's scoring great goals, isn't he? But it's not just like, it, 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 it's not just that. It's the fact that if with a bit more luck, he could be on 10 this season. And that's that's always what we need. When we go back to pre-season, we'll talk about what Newcastle United had to do to make themselves into a top six side this season. We had to do probably two things. um, If you ignore luck stuff like injuries, they had to maintain their defensive solidity. They've done that. And they had to add more goals from attacking positions. They've done that with Miguel Almirón so far. Wilson's been quiet the last couple of games, but had three. I think he's still got three and six or something like that. If those two can keep it up and ASM can come back in the team, We'll finish in the top six if they can keep it up because because we're, to we're playing like a top six side at the minute, even though we're a bit off the pace and still won the game. I don't know, lads, if anyone else wants to say anything on Almiron, but what a player. What a player.
2: It's it's n- mm-hmm. not really Almiron only, but uh, some of the set-piece routines tonight were a were joy to watch, and he was, he was a part of those, the, sh- the short corners that, that turn into like a, a three-passing move, the chip to the back post. He's... he's He's taken an active part in that, but he's, he's clearly just following s- instructions so well, and it does definitely does come down to that coach. You can tell the lad wants to do the right thing for the team. He's not he's not just sort of playing on instinct. He's not just running around. He was accused so much of running around like a headless chicken for the last two, three years because he didn't seem to be given any direction. Now you can see a player there who's... Linking up with his teammates, he understands which runs he's meant to make. He understands which runs his teammates are going to make. He understands the ball to give to Bruno and then where to run afterwards and, and where he's going to get it back. Like there's, there's so much cohesion. Then there's so much preparation going into how we're playing now that it's, it, he is the, the epitome of it in in the way that he's getting uh, the, the the fruits of his labor.
3: I mean, that's it, isn't it? Just just think this kid was the laughing stock of the summer over the summer because of some little prick that can't even get a game. <laughs> um, but he's now scored
1: million. more more goals this season in the Premier League than Grealish has scored yeah. for Man City since he signed but that
3: that's the key is that was the joke wasn't it was that he just runs around and does nothing whereas now like as you're saying it, it comes down you've got to give Eddie Howe Eddie, yeah, Eddie so much um, and, and the coach staff so much credit because they've they've put a purpose in his game haven't they yeah. in that he, he now understands kind of how what, what his strengths are how he can hurt teams and and he's doing it like every game now. And as you say, Dotzy, like I mean 70 million, that's that it and and some. Like that's a hundred million pound player right there, isn't it? Five <laughs> five goals in, in eleven games. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, plus the defensive side of his game as well and the
1: fact he's so important to how the team press. Uh, this is football though, so as soon as he um <laughs> like unnecessarily cuts back into onto his left foot on Sunday when he should cross with his right, he'll get slacked off. will get him dropped hundred yeah, percent. Out of the team, never again. Um what what do you think lads tonight then let's talk about the the physical the physical nature of the game and and the fact that Everton really came and had a good as I thought first half I thought there was that tackle on I think it was Bruno possibly by Calvert-Lewin shocking tackle that just a just a tackle designed to hurt then you had the kind of Gordon fracas I was quite far away from that lads I don't know if you had a better view of me but like you know what was your sense of how the game was going? Ben, you thought the referee had a good game at halftime because he wasn't falling for what Everton was doing.
3: Yeah, the, the, I, I thought he was he was letting play go in. I mean that's what we've been told, isn't it? That, that the refs are going to let the games flow a bit. And you're right, I think there was a couple of tackles. I was really shocked that he didn't take more um, more action with that that Cavallaro one. Obviously, the the kind of the whole big melee with the the Gordon thing. I mean, oh the the Gordon thing for starters, he's he's dived like there's minimal contact and he's holding himself to the ground. Chippy's gone over and had a little bit with him and then everyone's piled in like for, I don't know what did said yeah like but, i wonder yeah i'd love love to know but um yeah shit <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like the i mean there was only two yellows given out at that point to Shaw and Gordon i think and when you think it was a full 22 man brawl basically <laughs> at one point um i just thought he was he he kind of it was a physical game and it was there was a lot going on i think second half he just he kind of bottled it a bit and and started booking players and and almost like some of the fouls he was given against Newcastle were pathetic when you give when you see what he was allowing to go I mean Tarkowski should be sent off he he goes flying in on um Wilson at one point should be booked and then within about five minutes he puts another horror tackle in and and gets a second well what should have been his second yellow um I I just feel like they as you say Everton came to play physical and he, he allowed it to flow in the first half a lot better second half they kind of got a bit reckless with it and and they were losing. They were getting beat. They wanted to try and kick a few of the players, and I think it should have protected a, a few of our lads a bit more. But um, do you know what? We were one 0 Like good luck uh, going home, lads. It, it didn't work. The Gordon incident was was hilarious. The the, the
2: way the whole thing played out. I mean, I, I wasn't worried about the penalty at all because we have a decent decent view of it for once from our, from our corner. Um, ben, I, I, he doesn't he doesn't even make contact I don't think he brushes up with him with his belly of anything and then he just hits the deck so fast so Trippier goes running over and he's like what are you playing at? He gets the reaction he wants Gordon lashes out and then out of nowhere Fabian Chet comes in to manhandle him and then that's where the fracas starts like, I don't know where Fabian appears from, he's just like right there's, there's some drama going on, I'm getting involved here because he fucking loves a bit of shit how I Fabian but um, yeah, it was just, just hilarious but you're right Ben, it went from the referee letting a lot of this go to the second half. Like it was just stop start. There was no second half because free kick after free kick after free kick. Both ways to be fair, just foul, 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 foul. They kept doing it was we kept doing it them. It's like what what is this? It's it stopped being football, but we'll take it because it it was enough to see out the game for us.
3: It was the only chance I've ever had run it to move it from a football game into I don't know what, a fight. They still lost. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and the fact that we were able to stand up to that. I mean, you know, T- Sven
1: Botman's played tonight. Kyle, I'm going to come to you on him because because you're basically our Sven Botmanologist. Um, <laughs> but but but, he, but but he had a real test tonight with uh, Dominic
4: Calvert-Lewin, and, and he came through it with flying colours. Just talk to us about your favourite man again. I mean, how many times have we played Everton over the past couple of years, and Calvert-Lewin's won the physical battle against Jamal Lascelles, and he's battered him. And I think Calvert Lewin in a way is kinda of came up with St James as expecting much like more the same tonight where he's kind of winning the battle and just kind of having an easy night, Botman didn't make it easy at all. It was just like that uh, that man is an absolute like unit. He's he's just he's just a Dutch tank. Like I d I don't think like I don't think Calvert Lewin was ready for anything that Bottman hard and again it's another dominating display by uh, by Botman and honestly like this this <laughs> this defender, like I was saying to you off air, Alex, before like I can't believe we've got him. It's a bit like it's a bit like when we've got Bruno and it's all and it's like uh, it's a bit of a wow factor. I can't believe you've got a player like because it's used it's it it we're so used to seeing these types of players play for like massive clubs in in, in like Europe and stuff but to have a player Botman's ability, and he, I keep forget, I keep having to like r- remind myself he's only twenty two years of age. It's incredible how like aware and how like how we can read a game and how we can and how athletic, he, how athletically he is to deal with like the problems ahead and like Calvert Lewin, like we, we could still be playing now and he wouldn't be getting anywhere near like the goal. You'd, like Botman's one of the main reasons why. They only had one shot off target tonight, and it was just just another dominating display by Botman. And yeah, there's uh, there's just t- late. Like I don't know how many. I, li- I don't think there's enough words like that in the English dictionary that I can describe uh, Sven Botman. Like he's just he's just fucking class, really. He? And <laughs> he's
2: a, he's a 22 year old leader as well. Because there was times in that second half when we were making silly mistakes. I think it might be Fraser or even Miggy gave him the ball away and um you know in, in our own half in, in silly positions where you give Neverton half a chance and he was you abso- would you deal with it, get get the ball back, kick it out for throwing or something, and then bollock them. He was turning around, he was giving Miggy loads of shit, and then two minutes later Miggy's running back and forth. You know, he's reacting to it as well in, in a positive way. But yeah, he was he was dishing out some bollockings because after the uh, after the shambles that was the uh, the the Fulham um goal and then and conceding the, the the free kick to Brentford, he's deserved these last two clean sheets because I mean he's just so good. He wants that clean sheet every time, and yeah, yeah um, I, I was really enjoying him, him losing his shit a couple of times tonight when when mistakes were being made. He's like, "We've got to be better than this, lads, to to, to win this game." I mean, I
4: wouldn't go, I wouldn't go against him. No. the yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I just want to say a word for Ryan Fraser. He's not getting the team in I think he won four free kicks when he came on. He's, he got, so, he's so good at drawing a foul. He's, he, he got is, he's the shit arsehole.
2: kicked out of him. Yeah. Was, I felt so sorry for him. He was lying on the floor more than he was. <laughs> it's all intentional,
1: so I don't mean sorry for him. He's, <laughs> it's a master at work. Coming on, uh, winding down the clock. And it's the same with, with Fabian Charlotte. That um, was like a deep cross where he, he like stuck his toe out when it goes out of play. And he just thought, I'll, I'll use this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hobble. About 60 metres, stop the game while I'm hobbling, and then very slowly go down. <laughs> like, It's so frustrating if you're in a way, fan in that situation, like Newcastle lads hitting the deck all over the shop. Ryan Fraser, one leg hanging off, um, just to wind down that co- clock. By the way, six minutes out of time. Yeah. Fuck me, six that minutes reaches. out of time for that game. Um, but, the, you know, we'll, we'll not go too much into that. We won. It was really, really nice. Any closing comments, lads? Anything else you think we've missed that we need to say? Uh, please say now.
3: I just want to say it, it's it's an absolute delight and a pleasure to send the Evertonians home uh, on the back of that performance. You 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 deserve that one, lads. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, we've been through some absolute horror shows at Goodison and, and had to make that horrific journey back. Um, and it's it's just it's we we owed them that for last, especially last season's game at Goodison. Yeah, the one nil robbery with the fucking <laughs> kid, the Hank like chaining himself to the fucking goal and <laughs> all the <this laughs> shite that went on and that was an absolute abomination of a football game like it was the I mean again that was a turn it, was, it wasn't a football match I don't know what it was last year but um, we, we owed them that one tonight they they should be absolutely like disgusted with the performance their team have put in there and uh, I hope that one uh, lives
4: lives long in the memory for them Sheriff Jordan Pickford that's it yeah.
3: <laughs> We haven't even
1: talked about Jordan, who got it all night from Newcastle fans. It was absolutely great to see sales of dinosaur-related clothes <laughs> and costumes <laughs> have skyrocketed in the Northeast. You, you cannot buy a T-Rex, T-shirt or costume or hat well, for I no money in the city of Newcastle town.
2: I think I've never... He does it every time. He tries to pretend it's not getting to him. He really tries to pretend he's not rattled. And he's doing this all like, <laughs> oh, calm down, lads. And then, especially in the first five minutes, he's like bouncing back and forth across his box like sort of Getting these defenders Calm down Keep it calm And they all look at him Going Jordan The only lad here Who needs to calm down Is you mate Just
3: You've lost your shit already And then yeah He's kicking it out of play Do you know what he reminds us of uh, Is it Jonesy Off Dad's Army He was like Don't panic Don't panic And he's like Running around Like telling everyone Not to panic Whilst panicking It's just ridiculous Like It's like Have a way with yourself mate
1: Nice Nice current Reference actually. That one's for the That one's for the kids listening Right We'll we'll call it there. It's late. It's late. Um, <laughs> well, that was that. Newcastle were absolutely quite average, but we one 0 That's all that matters. We'll be back with another free podcast post Spurs. We'll probably do that one Monday night. Can't wait to be back. Can't wait to get into Spurs. We're on Patreon. It's between three and eight pounds a month. Would love to have you with us. How are the lads?